This is Down to Freight, the podcast for enterprise supply chain, logistics, transportation, and warehousing professionals. We capture stories from industry experts who share their lessons learned and business outcomes from their technology investments. If you want to make the most out of your technology initiatives, tune in to uncover what it takes to evaluate and deploy IT projects with minimal hiccups to reduce your total cost of ownership. Down to Freight is hosted by Vector. Welcome to the Down to Freight podcast, where we sit down with transportation, logistics, and supply chain subject matter experts to discuss digital transformation projects. I'm the host of the show, Francis Adanza, and it's a pleasure to welcome Yvonne Hernandez, Director of Transportation Operations and Procurement for Daimler Trucks North America. Yvonne, it's great to have you. Can you please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, your company, and what you're responsible for at Daimler? Hi, Francis. Thank you very much for having me here. Yeah, so uh, I'm Ivan Hernandez. I'm the Director of Transportation, Procurement and Operations at Daimler Trucks North America. I'm responsible for two main areas in, in our company. One is transportation procurement. That function is done across all the Daimler entities in North America. What that means is that I procure transportation not only for the truck division, but also for the passenger car division, which is best known as Mercedes-Benz. And we procure all types of transportation, right? So finished vehicle transportation from our factories to the dealers, um, inbound transportation of parts to our factories, as well as parts from the suppliers to PDCs and from PDCs to dealers. And we cover all the modes of transportation. And then the, the second uh, main area of activity is on the transportation operation side of the truck business. Yeah. So in other words, my team is responsible for bringing all the parts required to build our trucks to our factories that we have across North America. We have two factories in Mexico and we have three factories in um, in North America. And then we support that with parts plants that we have in Mexico and in the United States. And, and that's basically my responsibility. It's very challenging and exciting. Great. Thank you for providing that overview. That provides a lot of context. So as you know, we're here to talk about technology. Is there a recent project or current project that you're working on that you'd like to share? Yeah, so I think lately, last year, during prior to COVID, we engaged in the first phase of our cross-dock network optimization. And we took the, the focus of the phase one to be Mexico. And the whole project is uh, to explain it very simply, was looking at the network right of suppliers that fall into that cross-dock network and, and try to determine uh, what is the best position, yeah, geolocation that is called for those cross-dogs, and then try to, to find a physical real location that could be close to that optimal, and then do all the optimization for the routes, right? So that's the, the latest project that we worked uh, on that. 
Got it. So this sounds like a, an interesting mix of like process changes, solutions. Ultimately, what was the problem that you were trying to solve when you were piecing all of this together? We are a company, right, that is driven by by profits, remaking money. So the main objective that we always have is number one, how can we better service our factories? And number two, how can we do that at the uh, lowest cost possible. And that was the main objective, right? So we, we had a network that had been in uh, operation already for many years before my time even. And we wanted to to optimize. We wanted to try to eliminate as much of the uh, middleman type of transactions that existed in that network. And, and that was our primary objective. Thank you. So as you thought about this problem or the, the primary objective, what were some of the major considerations? Yeah, good question, Francis. Major consideration, as I mentioned, customer service, right? In this case, our plants. Second is we are a truck manufacturer, right? So it was very important that through this process, we could keep the relationship with the carriers very close to Daimler. We didn't want it to hand this over to an, a logistic provider, right? So we wanted to keep this very close to us. In a sense, the carriers that move our freight are also our customers. So that's why it was very important for us to keep um, that. Another important element was to, given the strategic consideration of the location of those cross docks. We wanted to make sure that in this particular case in Mexico, that we could keep the control of the facility so that as time goes on, that that we have that control so that we can choose based on performance, the provider that should be running that facility. So that was also one of the main topics. Great. That makes a lot of sense. It seems like you could come to these conclusions without technology. What role did those three systems play in this project? Yeah, let me, let me tell you a thing a little bit about my philosophy, right? Because I think it's important to understand the role of technology in every project. At Daimler, we are a company that we try to incorporate a lot of the lean principles that uh, we have learned from Toyota, right, over the years. And one of those principles is the principle of reflection and, and being able to complete your plan, do, check, act cycle. So <clears throat> being able to reflect on what was the performance of that network, being able to understand what were the elements that we wanted improvement on was very key. So I think that is important. And it is an element that you mentioned where you don't need technology, right? You, you just need to have the discipline to carve out time to go to that reflection and really confront yourself to the real performance of your network and real to identify where the opportunities areas are, right? Now, once you have determined that, right? Because that is absolutely critical, right? So if you do, if you apply technology without having absolutely clear what you want, you run the risk that you will either automate a mess, right? Or you will end up in a bad situation. So it's, it's absolutely clear that, that you spend time in that reflection. You know? So once you have cleared that, then we currently, we have technology that we didn't have available years ago. And to be able to come to conclusions 
for this type of network where you have a lot of data. You have shipments, shipment data on a daily basis. Many times during the day, you have weights, you have dimensions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That is where technology comes into place. Number one, the technology allows you to analyze huge amounts of data in a very efficient way that we didn't have years back. Benefit number one. Benefit number two is that software has, the computing capacity has increased. So now running simulation is uh, more much more effective than it was in the past. And for this specific project, one of the main elements was to define the optimal location for the crossdocs. And that technology becomes important, right? We use our third-party logistic provider capabilities to do that for us. So we basically gave them the data about our shipments that we experienced in a period of time, which is a lot of data. And then with that information, they were able to find the most optimal location that minimize the amount of miles that are driven on a daily basis. So if you minimize miles, that means uh, your cost is going to be lower. It means the impact that you are going to have on the environment is going to be lower, less miles, less gas, etc. And that was the, the key. So to try to use the technology for that, right? And allows to to tweak, right? Number one, when you do that for the first time, you get an optimal. And and we know that many answers that a software give you on where a location is in real life may not be possible. Right? Why? Because the, the software is using algorithms that will give you the coordinates of where you are going to minimize transportation costs. But in real life, you may not be able to find the warehouse that has the requirements that you need to be able to perform a cross-dock operation. So, in the, And that is where you need to start blending the technology now with real life, right? And, and, and doing tweaking, do some tweaking for, for your final solution. From Vector, we bring you Down to Freight, the podcast for supply chain, logistics, transportation, and warehousing professionals. Tune in to listen to industry experts as we explore the lessons they learned, business outcomes, and technology initiatives. Just search for Down to Freight on your favorite podcast channels. Got it. Can you please tell us a little bit about the challenges of matching the software result to the real life availability of the space? Of course, Francis. And that is basically where, where the software becomes very useful, right? Because you have to do different iterations to see what are the, the total landed costs yeah, of your solutions as you uh, provide different inputs of the available locations. So what happens is a software, the first iteration of the software may give you a result that the best location um, that is located in the middle of a lake, for example, or in the middle of a resident residential area. So when you look at that and see, oh, sorry, here in this area, we don't have the a building or the possibility to build a building with the characteristics that, that are required to, to run a crossdock. So at that moment, you need to start just basically creating kind of areas, right, that are somehow close to that optimal and start serving available space that meets your characteristics. And as you do that, then it's important that you rely on that software to um, 
rerun your scenarios. So now you, the first thing is a hey, get where would be the optimal, and then based on the real life availability of space, you start now running each scenario, right? So let's say you we found a, a warehouse that it was 10 kilometers away from our alt and then north of, of where the optimal was. And then we found another one that was five kilometers south of that optimal. So we now run those scenarios and compare them against each other to determine what the best option is. And that is the beauty of having a software or a, with a model that you can quickly change the input parameters and that it could tell you exactly, hey, this is the result of the cost, right? And that way you can now be very dynamic on running those sensitivity analysis that will allow you to, to make decisions. That makes a lot of sense. So how many different scenarios or models do you need to run before you can come to a decision? And Typically, how long did it take to perform these analyses before you finally made a decision? Yeah, I don't think there is a silver bullet or a formula that tells you, hey, you need to at least do 10 or 100. I think um, it will depend on management discretion. It will depend on, on the knowledge that you have of the area. It will depend on how many sites you have available. That is where, where real the real human interaction is important. And it's also, as every project will have a different timeline. And, and uh, for every project, there are different outside constraints and pressure that you need to wait in. So I think there is no, no real bullet point. At least, I, I would say that as a minimal, you need to have an optimal that, that will serve as a reference point. And then you need to have at least a handful of, of options. That, that would be my best. So I think the more is the merrier, but I can tell you, so the, in, in this, with this type of facilities, we're, it's very difficult to find, right? Because you are, you are talking about constraints in terms of the size. Uh, you're talking about how many dog doors they have. you you're talking about does the facility have a trailer yard or not? All these things that come into play, it will depend on each project. Got it. So now that you're on the other side of this project, are you realizing all of the anticipated ROI that you projected? From the optimal perspective, Yes. So I think the operation has improved dramatically. We were able to save a significant amount of, of dollars in with the lease of the facility. And now we, we can optimize the transportation. Since we have finished the, the project, there obviously there have been other headwinds coming our way. Like now we we are all familiar with the challenges that we have on hiring drivers. And definitely nowadays you have to pay more for that. Some of our cost elements have gone up, right? For reasons that didn't that that we didn't we consider, but we didn't know what was going to be the magnitude of the increases. But it, definitely, the project was a success, and as a result, we we are enjoying of uh, better operations and definitely a better cost position. Oh, that's awesome. This was a fantastic story. What's next for, for you or the Daimler trucks? Yeah, so I think there are many challenges, right? So I think in terms of, of what's happening right now with the country, we are enjoying a very good 
uh, market, right, where we are increasing our production uh, to levels that we have never seen before. So that is putting a lot of big challenges to myself and my team to support those, those ramp up. Uh, but in terms of uh, the topic that we were discussing, in terms of technology, we have different projects in our pipeline. We will continue optimizing our cross-dog network now in the United States. So we will be using some of those tools again to do some assessments. We are trying to create a model to help us do financial OP planning for our network. Um, as I mentioned, we are ramping up production. So we want to, to have a model that very quickly tell us what would be our cost if we produce X amount of trucks in Mexico or X amount of trucks in the United States and what happened if we change the mix. We have such a model, right? It's in being developed and fine-tuned, but really our vision would be to have a very dynamic model that really mirrors real life, that we can have all the different elements. That would be our ultimate goal for that. Amazing. And it was great meeting and speaking with you today. Thank you for sharing this story. I'm sure the listeners are going to get uh, a lot from it. Thank you, Francis. And uh, it was a pleasure being here with you. That was Down to Freight, bringing you the stories and lessons from supply chain, logistics, transportation, and warehousing professionals. Listen to the other episodes in Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Down to Freight is sponsored by Vector, the leader in electronic bill of lading and logistics workflow solutions.